What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there in a very nice Hawaiian shirt. Not I'm only is it Hawaiian, Hawaiian, not only is it Hawaiian. Oh, wow. Golden, Golden Knights Knight. all over it. Yeah. Wow. You know, I heard they won the Stanley Cup. I Did heard they? it from listening. Yeah, I heard it from listening to this. I don't podcast. know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I don't remember saying anything about that because I was crying, eyes, <laughs> tears. Because that's how crying works: is tears. Yep. Uh, Starting off the but, show good. Can't speak. All right. <laughs> but we have an action-packed show today. Uh, you know, Casino. Since our last podcast, which was six days ago at this point. We uh, bared witness to the greatest living sports athlete repeating like he does every year. Joey Chestnut again won the hot dog eating contest. And there was somebody that said he's our greatest American born sports athlete. And then did you see that whole rant? I don't remember which guy it was on uh, uh, ESPN was ran. He was like, I come in on the 4th of July and this is what I'm at to talk about. Like, this is not a sport. Yeah. I, I need to find that. I, this wasn't on the topic for the day, but I, I definitely want to look that up. Just, did you see that rant? <laughs> yeah, I did. He won or he downed 62 hot dogs. And then he had a quote as of a day ago that said, since the contest, he's been terrorizing some toilets after the hot dog eating contest. Uh, I I don't think there's anything I hate watching more that I watch every year than the hot dog eating contest. It fucking grosses me out. Dude, the it's not the eating hot dogs or how they do it. It's the dipping the buns in water and then just shoving a piece of wet, like a piece of soaked bread in your mouth is Gross. maybe, it's like the chewing on cotton balls thing. It just like. Ugh. I've never chewed on cotton balls. I don't know what well, that no, reference but like the is. Texture of it. Ugh. No, fair. Sure. That's... I mean, I can imagine. Ugh. I... But we have to casino, and we did talk about this beforehand. You have any cotton we... balls? No, uh, not in my mouth. No. But we do. <laughs> we have to talk about the biggest sports story in the world. Joey Chestnut is second. The biggest sports story in the world is Victor Wembenyama, uh, uh, his security detail attacking an American icon. Speaking of uh, our greatest living athlete, maybe our greatest living American icon, a superstar, one Britney Spears. Uh, We were talking about this before the podcast because TMZ released the video. You said it didn't look like that hard of a hit. I said it looked like she got bitch slapped. So, well, okay. So from what I saw from the video, so when the reports came out, all right, so let's backtrack here. So the reports <laughs> came out the other day about, um, or yesterday about apparently the night before Britney Spears went over, tap, was trying to tap Wembem Yama on the shoulder, did tap him, and the security guard turned around, backhand her to the ground, glasses come off and everything then there was reports that uh, somebody was saying she was trying to talk to him in a british accent uh, which is weird i don't know why you do that apparently she <laughs> saw him earlier um in the day 
at a different casino, didn't say anything, but then saw him again and then wanted to say hi. Um, and then she turns around and gets bitch slapped. We'll get to the video here in a bit about it, but I thought it was, I kind of find it absolutely hysterical. Um, that- Britney Spears is 5'4", 120 pounds. Okay, that's fair. I, I get it. And I know that security guards, because I, I hear this argument, they're saying like, oh, security guards, they're not, you know, they're not police officers. You know, you can get charged for shit. Um, I, you, I think you told me that last night, yeah. um, actually, which I get. But also, people, like, like also, they're, they're doing a job. The They're going to make more money from women drama than... A, a potential lawsuit from Britney Spears. Like it is just going to be what it is. Um, they're higher security for a reason. Um, but this is where my take is on this. She should know better. She's an A-lister <laughs> celebrity. No, I'm not. I mean, you, you're laughing, but she shouldn't, she should know better. She's an A-lister celebrity. If she had one of her bodyguards, if somebody came up and, you know, touched me, you know, touched her on the shoulder, grabbed her on the shoulder, however it was, and her bodyguard did nothing and or her bodyguard turned around and you know hit this person you know try to stop them from hitting you know she wouldn't blink an eye she would understand you know that's what they're doing that's their job so why why is she trying to do this to somebody else she should understand how to pro- approach another celebrity have one security talk to another security guy you know don't just blow past his bubble of security guards and then try to get his attention I mean, so, you should know better. I mean, yeah, that you shouldn't. You should know better. That's my I, personal thing. I agree. I think any like they're like, I think any blame or anything like that, like being put on Wembenyama, is fucking ridiculous. He clearly doesn't he do he anything in the video. Yeah, he, doesn't he doesn't even know, know about it. Going on, yeah. He's a nineteen-year-old. I don't know how relevant. And Britney then somebody, Spears somebody, somebody tried. To, I, I heard somebody on the radio try to say, uh, "Well." You know, he, he should know better. Like, you know, he shouldn't have his security. Well, it's not his security. It's 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 the security watching him, but it it's is her security. It is yeah. Spurs appointed a security. So it's not like it's one of his entourage, you know, entourage doing it. Yeah. Um sorry, I was trying my Britney Spears British <laughs> accent there. Which I don't get. Like I, if that is a, a real thing on the report, that is that is funny. That that's Dude, really she's funny. Been- She's been one of the most famous people in the world since she's been like 16 years old. If she didn't have weird shit she did, uh, everybody would be like, that's even weirder. Like, but, to me, you know it's funny, just though, her like having saying, a British accent. Right, but why, I mean, if she's a British accent, she's trying to go up to, you know, a Frenchman. Why Why not actually <laughs> choose a French accent? Um, but no, so like looking at the video that you just sent me, because it literally just released as we started this, this show, um, it looks like he's just like trying to he does make pretty good contact, but it doesn't look like he turned around and like bitch slapped her across the face. That's what it sounded like. People were trying to say it came out. That's what it was. Um well, I don't also I don't see that. What it looks like to me is he saw somebody grab his shoulder, went by Miyama's shoulder, right? Touch his shoulder, and the dude just went like this, and it looked like he was smacking because it makes contact away. with the hand first. He yeah. swipes and hits the hand, but in the process of hitting the hand away, he continues through that, and that's when he hits her in the face. 
And but see, this it, is also. I mean, it looks like it looked like it hurt. You're saying, you know, that that was a heavy hit for a big man to hit a little woman. I mean, true, that is true. But how everybody before the video came out was making it sound like she hit the ground. You know, it yeah, it, but it there was also silly. there was also reports, and you just said it where it was like, oh, she grabbed him. She literally goes up and like lightly taps him to try to get his attention. People were making it out like Britney Spears ran up, grabbed Wembenyama by the back, and then the security guard was like, get the fuck off him, kind of thing. But now the video clearly shows it, it, Britney Spears he's is trying like, to hit hey. the handle, but he's trying yeah. to hit the hand away. Yeah, he he didn't I just turn think, around and backhand her across the face to the ground. No, I just he's think, trying to knock the hand away. As he's I just doing his job. As a, well, as a culture, we just have this thing where it's like, yeah, he's a basketball player and stuff like this. But I remember when we went to, uh, me and the family went to like Disneyland a year or two ago, and it was like one of the Kardashians oh, and their. One of their Kardashians and like one of their kids wanted to go on the Little Mermaid ride. So they made everybody get out of line for the Little Mermaid ride and then had security escort her and her kid onto the ride so they could ride it. And then everybody had to wait till they got off it. And it was just like, why are we doing this? I agree with you on that. I gives a single fuck about that. No, I agree with you on that. That's outrageous. But, um, it's sad to say, but Wemby Miyama is is a product of the NBA, and like he is an asset to the Spurs. Like he should be in a glass box right now. Um, like it's it's business for that. Like they're trying to protect they're trying to protect the guy that they signed, the guy that they're going to play millions and millions of dollars to make them millions and millions and millions of dollars. Um, yeah. So to me, that's a little different than just like um, the Kardashians. Like, I, I I don't like that. Like, they're, you know, it's they're just celebrities. They're just celebrities. They're, they're it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, but I, what I get, I get what you're saying, and I I I agree to a certain extent. But also, he's worth millions and millions of dollars on an NBA court, okay? This is a random casino in Vegas where he's going to a restaurant. So in that environment, if I'm walking through the casino and let's say I don't know basketball, so now I'm supposed to just get the fuck out of the way because there's six dudes walking around another dude. I don't know who the fuck he is and they're pushing no, I, me I, out of the way. I, like it's I it's not like that. an entitlement thing. I'm saying literally anybody. It's just like that's fair. You're in public. You put your fucking hands on me. I'm putting my fucking hands on you. Like don't fucking so, touch me so you can so, walk uh to make sure nobody's gonna touch somebody who pays you 20 bucks an hour. Right. Like get the so fuck let me out ask of here. So let me ask it. So your team Brittany, right? I'm team. I'm team anti security guard. That's who I'm. That's team fair. Anti. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so this that's fair. Roles were reversed. He's trying to touch Britney Spears. A Britney Spears security guard decks him. I'm anti security guard, and I, those two, obviously, they are hiring them, but they're not responsible for how their security guards 
decide to handle situations. Like, there's right, no well, that's, reason. That's fair. In the video, but- there was no, uh, regardless of if it was Britney Spears, a guy, a girl, there was no threat. That's my well, main issue. There was okay. no threat. That's fair. You say there's no threat. In that moment, that time, in that time, what if it was another person, like just say a, um, a random guy or girl that actually, I don't know, let's just say had a, a small pocket knife and was trying to like get Wembem Yamam's like shoulder just to mess him up, not like, yeah, you yeah. know, kill him or anything, but just to mess him up um, just because he wants to be famous. Like, look, we have all these mass shooters and all just, just to be famous. And the security guard was able to knock the hand away. Again, that's what I see. He knocks the hand away first and then makes contact. What if it was that? What if it was that? Then then you're looking at him and he's like, oh, he's a hero, you know, stopping something from happening. I'm just throwing that out there as a hypothetical. I'm just throwing that out there as something to talk about. But in real life and in your hypothetical, the arm or the hand is already on the shoulder. So if he was going, if somebody came up and was going to stab him, the knife would already be in. So you would already know, like, oh, okay, now I can beat the shit out of this guy. So in that moment, you've already seen it's a reactionary thing, though, and it's non-threatening. But it's a reactionary thing, though. Yeah, but the reactionary people take—we're not cats. We don't have that split-second reaction, man. Like he, (laughs) he gets touched on the shoulder, and he tries to like—he sees it, and by the time he can react to it, is when he reacts to it. He's not super quick. Bad on him. Bad security. We need some well, more I John Wick motherfuckers say, for security, but whatever. I would also say bad security in a sense where if they are so reactionary like this, why are you letting someone get close enough to touch him in the first place? Why are you not doing a, a more broad or like a bigger circle so you can block people out from touching him? She goes all the way up, walks right up to him, and is already basically on top of them before they even react like if you're that like i don't want even a person touching him like so regardless the whole thing is just funny that i mean she's (laughs) she hasn't been relevant since the the whole trial thing of of being free from her dad and before that was a long time you know we've all been kind of following her but it's like as soon as she kind of became free nobody started talking about her again and then all of a sudden again it's just like boom Hey, Britney Spears. Britney Spears is back in the me- uh, back in the media, and now it it revolves around the number one NBA story from now till whenever he retires, probably. Yeah. When do you think her last album was released? Album, not song. Album. Uh, was it the? Uh... Oh, um. The Slave for You song album. I don't know oh the, uh, that album. That was like, that was, I think there's been more albums since then, but her last well, album. I, but that's the one, oh, last album. I thought you said most popular. My bad. No, no. Her last album that she released. When do you think? Oh, it was? I have no, no, when? Maybe last year. I don't know. Close. 2020. But the one before that was 2013. So it's been a fucking hot minute. And which one was that? What? What? When? When did the the slave for you song? Because that's the Dude, last that was... like real. That honestly, that's the last like Britney song that I can recall that's been like out. Uh, 
I don't yeah. know. I'm not up yeah, on it's my all good. Britney Spears. But regardless, do you she's, have she's any... an American icon, and <laughs> she got bitch slapped by a security guard, which is crazy. Dude, Baby One More Time came out in 1999. I was nine years old, okay, we when that song came out. Old. We were nine years old. But, oops, I did it again. And that whole, like, era or whatever was, like, when I was, like, 9, 10, 11. Britney Spears was the first woman I ever had a crush on where I was like, I like chicks, and the chicks I like are Britney Spears. I, I thought you were going a different direction there. I was like, okay, we're on, we're live on the air. With... <laughs> no, I was like, I you, like you chicks. You were very hesitant on how you broke that down to get to that, to that phrasing. Jeez. Yeah. No, no, I would. I wasn't jerking off for a couple years after this casino, but I knew I wasn't popping boners, but I was popping mind boners, right? Where I was like, <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I'm into it. But then this is where it gets this is where it gets creepy. If preteen boners aren't creepy enough for you, this is, <laughs> so um, what is it? So I'm like 10, 11. And my parents are like, they know like, oh, our son has a crush on Britney Spears again, because I'm like 10 or 11. And you're, they're like, oh, who do you think is pretty? And I'll be like, Britney Spears, I'm going to marry her one day. You know, like dumb shit kids say. So their reaction to this. And again, as a parent, I'm like, this is a weird react. This is a weird reaction now that I am a parent for Christmas that year. They get me like Britney Spears poster, which I'm like, okay, like uh, that's weird. Why would I hang that up in my room? Because I still, I'm like 10 years old, so I'm like, I had, still I into had one. Pokemon. Yeah. I had one. I think my older brother had like maybe two Britney Spears, um, like a Christina Aguilera, and like an InSync or Backstreet Boys. Oh, we were a Backstreet Boys family. That was my first <laughs> concert, by the way. It was Backstreet Boys. It's great. You know what? Ironically, my first concert would have been Britney Spears in sync at MGM Grand because obviously there we're in you Vegas. Go. But I turned it down and me and my dad went to go see Pokemon, the first movie in theaters instead. That's a great movie. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty with, good. With, with, with Mew and Mewtwo, that is that's yes. a great movie. But they get me. So they get me the Britney Spears poster, which fine, right? Guys have posters of hot chicks in the room all the time, whatever. But then they got me Britney Spears autobiography, which again, she was like 19. So and you're I, nine. I never How read it. Who, what, what nine year olds reads, read autobiographies? Yes. And then they got me a calendar where it just had like her picture and like quote she said. Again. She's like 19 at this time. So to have an autobiography and a calendar where there's quotes, it just seems weird in retrospect. But yeah, so I'm team Britney all the way. Casino. Also, speaking of Victor Wembenyama, today is Friday when we're recording this. I am off tonight. So I was like, oh, I also got paid today. So I was like, you know what? When I get paid on Friday, I'm going to buy summer league tickets to go see Victor Wembenyama play against uh, the Hornets tonight in Vegas for summer league. Uh, except the tickets sold out, uh, which I didn't think would happen because I'm fucking dumb. But I also was like, 
tickets for every other day are fucking $30. Why would this be any different? Apparently, the Wembenyama hype train is like overload. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous because summer league tickets now, I just looked, are minimum $198. They are usually $30. So the oh, sounds like it's train, dropped though, weren't they all over 200? So it's like dropped down a little bit, or is that like well, before yeah. fees and taxes? Well, they probably dropped down because people went, No way in fuck am I paying $200 for summer league tickets that are uh, summer league is like the preseason's preseason. So imagine pl- paying $200 for preseason tickets, like, are you fucking insane? Are you fucking crazy? It's, uh, just imagine his first game. Like the Spurs are going to get this. Uh, I'm so loud. Thanks, honey. <laughs> uh, the Spurs are the Spurs are going to make so much money in that first game. Like they're going to make probably half of what their revenue was for the like half the first half their season last year. They'll probably make that in like the first game. Because they're gonna up those prices so much. Oh yeah, dude. The lowest price you can buy right now uh, is two hundred seventy dollars for, for one ticket for summer that... league tonight. Summer league, two hundred seventy. Just imagine. Now, so that's summer league. Then wait till preseason game, and then wait till the actual like first his first legit NBA counts on the books game. That's gonna be so yeah. much money. Dude, that's that's fucking incredible. That's fucking crazy. So, and then I hope all these fucking idiots who bought a shitload of tickets and are now trying to offload them for five hundred times what they're worth. I hope they just get stuck with all of them because everybody realizes how fucking dumb it is to pay over thirty dollars for summer league tickets. You're seeing guys who will well, probably uh, never play basketball I, again. Like it's, I mean, it's they do. Ridiculous. I have, I have that same feeling. Like with like the people who buy all the, um, like video games and stuff, and or like the bots and stuff that buy things. You know, fuck those people. Oh, the yeah. hoarding toilet paper during COVID. They all suck. Or the, like all the scalpers who bought like PS fives and stuff, and then they were just sitting on like. 200 of them and couldn't fucking sell any of them because they were trying to get yeah 90 fucking 900 dollars or 1200 and it's like ugh. and then they lose a shitload of money and the world is happy but uh so that's all the Wembenyama news that being said they are televising that game tonight i think i'm not gonna watch it live but i will record it i really if this is because summer league's technically preseason's preseason, how many minutes do you think went? I was literally going to ask you the same plays? thing. We, you you said five last night when we were hanging out. Um, yes. Uh, I say. I know it's not a real thing, but I just want to say it. Um, <laughs> Sixty nine. <laughs> Six minutes seconds? and ninety seconds. Six six minutes and ninety seconds. So seven and a half minutes. But I'm going to call it six minutes and ninety seconds. Dude, if he literally, if he legitimately plays more than seven minutes, six minutes, I'd still be like, this is insane. He's still in. I will be shocked because, especially like you were saying, like he's worth so much fucking. Money how, to how, the many, Spurs. how many? How many boos like, do you think there's going to be when 
like he gets pulled and not gets put back in. They'll either boo him or they'll do the thing. Like if he goes out there and for five minutes just fucking lights it up and he's doing blocks and he's doing the three pointers where he's making some and then the ones he misses, he just catches and dunks. And, and he's like crossing guys. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Is he can cross guys up at That's seven four. If he goes out there, and just puts on a show, seven two, and whatever. They pull him, six six eleven is what they're calling it. Yeah. If he goes out there and puts on a show, and then they pull him, I think he gets a standing ovation. Right. That's what everybody's there to see. So if he does yeah. what everybody's there to see, like so what? So minimum two threes, a block, and crossing up a guy. Then we're good, and a dunk. I want to see a dunk. I want to see a block. And I want to see, yeah, crossing up a guy. I want to see uh, if a three would be nice too, but I want to see some combination of that. Well, the three is going to be the live and die for him, like in the league, because yeah. again, he's going to get bought. We talked about like Draymond. Um, this could be a nice segue into Draymond here, but like Draymond, um, say he gets under the net and he's going to get bullied out of there. He needs to put on some weight. So he's going to need to be able to shoot those jumps and those jumpers and those threes and all that jazz. I do hate the uh, the thing where it's like, oh, this generational player, like generational player, and then there will be people who are just like, like, like Draymond, where they'll just go on shows and they'll be like, no, no, this is how you guard him, and then it'll be like, okay, but you know, when that like people, uh, you you always hear like the older NBA players being like, oh, the way to guard Steph Curry is like meet him at half court. And it's just like, you think of all the fucking people who have tried to play against Steph Curry, you think nobody ever tried that and it didn't fucking work? Like, this fucking idiotic thing where it's just like, this is how you stop this guy. And then it's just like, okay, until you do it, like, that's not how you stop him. Because it's never happened before or since. He's a generational talent because people are like, he can fucking do everything and he's the tallest person who's ever lived. How the fuck do you stop him? Like, it's... Uh. But speaking of Draymond Green, Casino, his contract... Good segue. I don't know where you came <laughs> up with that segue. That was fantastic. Great job. But It's like it was I mean, gifted was to you. Talking. Well, I was still talking about Draymond yeah, Green. But his contract... Uh, there's no way in fuck this is a good signing, right? No, For hell no. money. For this much money and the amount of time. Yeah. So his contract was, oh, I just had it pulled up here. Four years, a hundred million dollars. Stupid contract. Dude, that is, again, it's a stupid contract because before this season, people were like, Draymond's done. During the season, people were like, he fucked up the entire Golden State Warriors team chemistry by punching um jordan but apparently pool was just kind of a dick anyway everybody wanted him out yeah well but, and then, I, like, but then again like i said maybe he had like cte or he was concussed for the entire <laughs> season because he got punched by draymond green in the face so i don't know yeah <laughs> uh but draymond green he's going to be going into his 12th season he's going to be 33 years old 34 years old during I mean, next nba season that's like, fairly young and like like he could still perform well but we've seen it's not like he just had one bad year. He's had a drop off the past couple years. Like I would even argue the year that you know the the Warriors won, you know, 
that great. He was good. Like he he helped the team, but that was a Steph Curry championship. That wasn't like, hey, Draymond came out, played great defense, was a bully, and you know did lift did like about a third of the work out there. No. I would say he maybe did like a sixth of the work or a seventh. You know, like yeah. he's he's he was important, but not where he couldn't have been replaced by somebody. Exactly. And I do think that we've seen the last gasp of the Golden State Warriors like dynasty, right? When they won the championship. With this, with when I saw this ago. signing, I'm like, they're they're done. They're done. They yeah. don't have money. They don't know. They're 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 gonna try to ride this train out until exactly. he's gone, apparently. Obviously, you have to have loyalty to Steph Curry because also Steph Curry still arguably in his prime. He's as good as anybody when it comes to creating shots. He's one of those players also where it's like every night there's a possibility where he could just drop 60, right? Like every single night. We talked about that in the series between the Lakers and the Golden State during the playoffs. It was like 1A and 1A. It was like, mm-hmm. who who's it going to be? LeBron or Curry? LeBron and Curry. LeBron and Curry. Like, that was a dream matchup for uh, outside of possibly having the Lakers-Celtics final. That was a dream matchup for the NBA in this day and age. It was like yeah. the two best players in the league, boom. Uh, well, I mean, obviously Joker, but well, I mean. Yeah, but like a the biggest, the biggest, the best the bi- names. Yeah, but also the biggest talked about names, though. We'll def- yeah. I would definitely say that. But a lot see, has to do with reputation there, so. Yeah, but see, going into the 23rd or 23-24 NBA season, the year, uh, Draymond was in his peak in, from 2015 to 2018, okay? So that's his window of where he was at the best, right? We You can look at the stats. There's a clear elevation and then drop off after those years we see that golden state is kind of and we saw this in the playoffs like you were talking about casino where they are most efficient offensively when the offense is moving through draymond right because he sets the pick and rolls he uh gets the attention in the middle he's able to dish it out to the sides and he's still one of a, a top five defender in the league but where he becomes a liability is he's not a scorer. Clay Thompson has fallen off when it comes to scoring. And then Steph Curry, yeah, he can put up 60 every night, but there's also going to be some nights where his threes just are not fucking going in. So now you're paying Draymond like a top three guy when, as you just said, most of the time last year, he was the sixth best player on Golden State, and then he kind of reemerged in the playoffs. But there was a long time in that stretch during the season where he's a bit like, streaky now. Yeah, yeah, and it's but it's streaky in terms of like plays good defense. He doesn't. He's still not a scorer. He's never really been a scorer. So no, he's now he's 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 that he's that nineteen eighties. Detroit Pistons kind of style where it's, you know, the bully ball where, hey, yeah, if you want to score, you got to go through me. Or, hey, you want this ball out of my hands, come and get it, bitch, kind of thing. Like, yeah. You, and you, to me, I like that, though. Like, I don't I don't like Draymond <laughs> all that much, but I, I, I appreciate some of his style of play because it, it 
falls back to that old style of basketball before everything was, you know, like uh, La Flop and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So exactly. Oh, well, oh, also- you know what? That's, that's a great, there's a, look at me just throwing segues out there. Uh, we could talk about um, the, the new rules are implementing in Summer League. Have you heard about those? Oh, I saw that. Uh, but go ahead. Take the. Oh, take yeah. The ball. So uh, apparently, what I was listening to on the radio about it is how it's supposed to work is that you can now get a foul for it is it's a technical foul that they don't have to stop play for and it doesn't count towards your foul limit, but the other team gets a one free throw shot. So in summer league, players are allowed a maximum of 10 fouls and teams do not enter the bonus until the 10th foul is committed in a quarter. This adjustment aims to encourage increased playing time for rookies while minimizing issues caused by excessive fouling. So. No, but that's not about the flop portion of it. Well, this well it ties into the flop thing because a flopping rule and a coach's challenge rule that permits coaches to challenge a second call uh, if their initial challenge is successful. So basically they're saying you get 10 fouls, right? So that is, you know, most people save them till the end of the game or when you get them, when a call, foul is called against you, blah, 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 right? So you get 10 fouls, but now a fl- flopping can be an issued foul to the player that flopped. And then the ref can be challenged by the coach to say, to say that was not a foul. So all of that ties into basically, like you're saying, it's basically the NBA's kind of workaround to try to get rid of flopping. And not only that, but to try to get rid of the LeBron James, the James Harden flopping, where it's like egregious, egregious, and just doing it like nonstop to just get free throws. So, three more basketball, three more basketball plays have gone back and forth on the court, and they're they're still arguing with the refs and crying, still doing yeah. the. <laughs> I think that should also be a rule that should be implemented. That should should be, to me, just a straight tech. Yeah, like the art, like the- Don't argue with the ref. Well, it should be the thing where it's kind of like in other sports where they kind of give you like warnings, just being like, okay, like, you know, now it's, you got one. That's a good idea. Now it's- I also, also, maybe they should have an appointed, you know, like other sports, like hockey does it, soccer does an appointed captain- to that's the person that can go up to the ref and discuss a situation. Yeah, that's a good fucking idea. But it shouldn't be LeBron James. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, even do uh, like what they do in soccer with like yellow, green, red cards or whatever. Literally be like, we're going to give you. Stop lights. Yeah, we're going to give you a fucking yellow. And that means like you're being warned. We're going to give you a green or no, an orange. That means like the next time you do this, it's a, it's your teed up. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this guy's getting a fucking red because he won't stop fucking arguing about the refs over bullshit. Like, 
I just think that uh, I think this has a really good, hopefully this works and is enforced in summer league. So then it carries over into the NBA season, because I'll tell you what, I don't know how much we've talked about it on this podcast, but I fucking love the pitch clock in MLB. I think it's a great fucking addition. I really fucking like it. No, I totally agree. Um, <laughs> I do think it's a great addition. Um, what were we saying? Sorry, the wife was uh, coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll say I don't. Uh, what was the great addition? I'll, I'll get on that. Um, no, I was saying the great addition that this could be is like uh, in the NBA, it could be used to speed up the game. So after every oh, yeah, foul yeah. call, right, right, right. there's yeah. not somebody bitching sorry. to the ref. It's like That's how the I MLB. Thought, but I, did, I didn't want to comment if I didn't hear that right. Um, yeah. So the wife was saying, like, like Vegas, for instance, they didn't have a captain until Mark Stone. Like, what captain went and talked to the ref? Well, like everybody kind of talked. So let, let me rephrase: like soccer, like <laughs> soccer. But a lot of times in in hockey, they do let the captain just go talk. Um, but That's anybody can talk to the. That's ref. legitimately a good but, idea. But but soccer, soccer, it is the one where they, if you are wearing the band the refs will talk to you. They won't acknowledge anybody else. So yeah, just wife it caught like me team. on my bluff of saying that hockey does it too. <laughs> she wins fine. Good for you. Apparently she wants to take my, my, uh, you know what? Show. Yeah. Uh, she's the new co-host. Bring her in. Casino's wife taking over the only sports podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> She said, no, you just got your hair done. You look great. <laughs> wow, getting uh, getting those points in, but oh, those points don't add up to anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I get a treasure box at the end of the day. I mean, <laughs> racking up points, <laughs> and all those points just like that gone. But <laughs> yeah, all those points are gone. I'm negative. I actually have to give her something now. <laughs> Shit. But uh, the last <laughs> bit of NBA news we have here, Casino, is <laughs> Damian Lillard has basically, there was speculation that like, oh, Damian Lillard, uh, he might want to trade from the Blazers. And then like a couple days after our last episode, he basically came out or the front office came out for the Portland Trail Blazers and were like, he not only wants a trade, but he wants a trade basically to one fucking team. And like, now, as of works. today, <laughs> as of today, he has come out officially and said, I want to be traded to the Miami Heat. And if I am traded to any other team, I'm basically not playing. So the Portland Trailblazers organization has said they are open to any offers for Damian Lillard. And the report is they are looking for four first round picks and two as they put it quality players so obviously that's subjective as to what you think quality player means but obviously that means starter or somebody that can average you know two guys that basically or like your best off the bench guy yeah yeah there's no way they're gonna get this deal done and now you've burnt your bridge in the city that has loved and adored you for so long but also if you do say he does go to the heat or like say i know the sixers might be would you want him over there let me ask you that 
Oh yeah, I would take him for James sure. Harden straight. All up. right, so see, cool, that's great. And so, but here's the thing: like going out of Portland and then going to a Heat, which is not a massive. We've talked about it going, you know, going when they were going to the finals and Denver going to the finals. It's not the biggest NBA market, but it's pretty good. Um, but then you go like to like the 76, you go to a, a different city where the fans are going to be, even if it's not a big club, um, big franchise, but the fans are into it, you are going to be under a goddamn microscope and you will have to perform. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that he won't, but you're, he's digging a hole. Like, because if you do stay in Portland, you are no longer loved, you know, it's well, going to be a big that. issue. I don't think I, he would, don't I don't think it would be. I don't think he would be unloved, but it would also be the thing. Of, okay, maybe not by the fans, but by the organization for sure. Oh, okay, I agree with that. Yeah, but the, I'm going. sure some of the fans would be like, you know, he doesn't want to be here. Like, screw him. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So the report, and this is by Bleacher Report. The report is that Damian Lillard just wouldn't report if he's traded to a team that isn't the Heat. Uh. What's so special about the Heat? Does he just want to go down to the Florida clubs and shit? I wants don't, to play with Butler. See, that's that's the thing. It's like, like what what's so appealing? Like, oh no, like what's going on with Florida? Why does it have to be Florida? That is a good question, and it feel because it feels like <laughs> he just wants to go to a contender, but. And then obviously, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, you want to send him to the East, right? Because you don't want him coming back to haunt you in the West. But in the East, I mean, why wouldn't he say, I want to go to the Bucks, the <laughs> Heat, the Sixers, the Celtics, just go down the standings and be like the top five teams that finished in the uh Eastern Conference are who I want to play for. So you throw the Heat in there. You say Heat, Sixers, Celtics, Bucks, and another random team that was like higher in the standings. But to just be like, I want to go to this one team or else I'm not playing, I don't think has the leverage he thinks it does. Because then Portland can just be like, you're under contract here for three more years. We're not getting anything from the Heat that we want. Like, they already said they don't want Tyler Hero. He was basically what the Miami Heat were offering along with like picks and bench guys. So that you already made your play if you're the Heat and Damian Lillard didn't help by being like, I only want to go to you. And that meant the Heat were like, oh, then we can lowball the Trailblazers. But the Trailblazers were like, why? Oh, that that hurt. That deal? When he said that, that definitely hurt the trade. Yeah. He should have just said, I want to go to a contender. And then the trailblazers could have been out and been like, well, that contender has to be in the East. And then you just meet in the middle. Like I just have never, and we talked about this on this show and off this show and we disagree slightly, but not really that much where it's like the players have all the control in the NBA I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I know you hate it. I don't hate it as much, but I do think it's bad for I don't know if it's bad for the league because then you get like fans who are fans of players instead of fans of teams like obviously there's people who are just a fan of LeBron right to me I think it is bad for the league and and here's like we talked about it heat Denver like 
I think it's bad for the league because you're you're loading up super teams, and then who the Hornets like? People forget they're a team. The Magic people forget they're a team. <laughs> like they're never talked about because those organizations don't have the money or the capital to go out and buy or request or like have these players like I want to go play for this team and build a super team at this spot. And it's, it's just not fun. It's the same teams over and over yeah. again. Like you could get rid of pretty much, I would say a good third of the league and nobody would notice. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And it's also, I well, like, I, it needs to be a little spread out more. That's, a, that was, that's one thing. And with football slightly, um, the cap just keeps going up and up, but yeah. Um, the cap keeps going up and up, but like hockey, there was a hard, like finally there's going to get some movement. It's going to go up 4 million, I think next year, um, or going into this next year, but there was a hard cap for like five years and people couldn't afford all the players. So it made hockey very interesting because you have like, honestly, like 10 contenders for the cup and it made it interesting to watch. Um, well, the to, NBA to me, that, that, that I think I've discussed this is that's why I have trouble watching the NBA. Um, and I like college basketball more is the NBA. I know who's good. I know who's going to win almost every single year because it's everything is super front loaded. And, and I know what's going to happen. College, everybody's still almost on an even playing field. And it's more exciting to me. Well, the NBA did make moves to address this with their new like salary cap restructuring thing where now you can basically only give two, uh, two max contracts to two players instead of three. So that avoids like the whole super That'll team help, thing. For sure. Well, also the super, uh, and we talked about this when the Nuggets won, the super team building just get three big stars together has not worked. That what's worked is two big stars and then a bunch of utility guys and then that's where you get the Lakers. That's where you get the Bucks. That's where you get the Nuggets. That's where you get the Warriors. So the NBA is definitely shifting to more to better players, more spread out. Because I mean, the Spurs, one of the worst teams last year, they're going to be one of the ones that are most interesting to watch next season now because of Wembenyama and because. Uh, I thought Dame would actually have been really good on the Spurs and like that culture and playing under Popovich. And it would have just been interesting to watch him do that. But even with, and we'll go back to Damian Lillard here, him going to the heat does make the league more interesting because he's one of the best players in the league. And he's been on a Portland trailblazers team that have failed to, make any noise whatsoever in the playoffs. He had that one great series where he had that all-time buzzer beater in the playoffs that everybody went fucking crazy for. So him going to the Heat would make the league more interesting instead of him going to, like, if he went to, like, the fucking Lakers, then it fits exactly what you're saying, where it's, like, a fucking course. The star player goes from one team to the Lakers, and now the Lakers have a super team, and it's, like predictable i will push back on what you said about the league being predictable in terms of who's going to win it all because remember the heat and lakers were the eighth and seventh seed going into that playoff series and and they were 
I mean, people really didn't start jumping on the Heat bandwagon even after they beat the Bucks. Remember, the narrative was like, oh, well, they're still going to get killed by the Celtics or Sixers. And then it was uh, like, and the Lakers, everybody. All right, fine. Like, all right, here, I'll give you your gold star back. You know, I'll start yeah, losing points with you I get now. My points. Yeah, I'm I get just my constantly, back. I'm just constantly <laughs> losing left and right, all these battles. Ugh. And now. We can switch over to NFL where's the, Casino. Where's the I seg- believe it is 62 days. Until, there was no segue. I would try to do points, everything, but there's nothing. 62 days until the NFL season is upon us. Uh, I messaged you this. Now you didn't re- respond to it. So now I want your live feed on, or your live uh commitment to it on the podcast i think we're in july obviously we just started i think in august we should go back to two episodes a week and then each episode we should do like this week we're gonna break down the nfc north and the afc north and then we just so nfc north on first episode afc north on second episode and then we just yeah we just uh, do that for the whole season and then wrap it up with a big like NFL. I, I like preview. that. I do. I do like that a lot, actually. Um, so we can actually, you know, focus on one thing and then move yeah, on. Obviously, so we can bounce back. Cover- yeah, we can obviously bounce back if we would like into, you know, like say there was a bigger signing. Like say DeAndre Hopkins hasn't been signed by that point or, you know, he's still sl- slow balling it, you know, come middle of September until he has to be signed with something. Um, yeah. But yeah. It's, so enough. we'll, I like we'll that. do that in, we'll do that in August. That means we just got to survive July, but a lot of, this is one of those sports years where the news does keep coming in. Usually June and July are kind of like the dead months, but June was jam packed with shit. July has been jam packed with a pretty hefty amount of shit, including and this is your segue right here, Casino. June segways, and July have... Segways, segways, segways. Sorry, They've I ruined been... it. Go for it. <laughs> They've been <laughs> packed with a bunch of shit. Mostly in the NFL, it's been coming out of Buffalo, where we had all the weird Stefan Diggs stuff, where it's like he's one of the most targeted wide receivers in the league. He just got paid, and yet he's still unhappy. So when you're a wide receiver who's unhappy, but you get a shitload of targets and you make a shitload of money, there's like, you're also on a contender. So I don't know what he could be mad about, but then it's weird where your quarterback and coach, like uh, Josh Allen has supported him the whole way. The coach has kind of thrown him under the bus and then kind of retracted that throw under the bus. Well, so, yeah, his like initial, that initial statement was, um, I don't remember exactly what he was. It was very aggressive. Telling, telling him to leave the field, like sending him home. Like, yeah, it was it was definitely a, a weird way for the coach. Well, I think to... he was frustrated in the situation with the media and and you know all that. I I don't know. I think it is still being. I think Josh Allen's right. I think it is being blown out of proportion a bit. Um, yeah, but it was kind of blown out of proportion by them. Like him and the coach were the ones that kept fucking talking about it. Like they right, could have easily said we're not commenting think, on that. I think it may have been a situation where 
the media took it much heavier the initial time um, just because things were a little heavy. And then now they keep trying to like, but in doing, they keep trying to like soften it, but every in doing so they kind of make it worse and worse yeah. and they keep digging that hole. Um, but I really don't think there's that big of an issue. I could be wrong, but yeah. Well, this is my question when it pertains to all this. Let's get a little preview of our NFL preview. Do you think shit like this happening and what we've seen from the Bills for the past couple of years, especially when they lost that game to the Chiefs in what, like 13 seconds at the end of the game or some, or that crazy ending where everybody was like, oh my God, Buffalo's going to the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope. They've seemingly never recovered from that. Now there's all these issues. Josh Allen kind of regressed last year. Do you think the Bills Super Bowl window is, I don't want to say closed, but closing, like almost closed? Correct. Definitely closing. I think this is the last year, legitimate year. I agree with you. Um, And I think the difference from last year to this year and what's going to have to change is they have to utilize Adams. They have to utilize him, or uh, uh, not Adams. I'm uh, ugh. um, Diggs. Sorry, Stefan Diggs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was thinking Raiders in my head. Um, uh, but Stefan Diggs, he has. They have to utilize him this year. They have to well, do it. If they don't, if if they don't do it, that was the. I'm. We talked about this. I remember us specifically talking about this. I think it was, um it was a gathering of some sort, I think in bills versus dolphins or something like that. And we're like, they could win this bills can win this game easily. If they actually started passing the ball to Stefan Diggs, and he's open, they're just not utilizing him. And that was a big reason why they lost a lot. In my opinion, they lost a lot of games last year um, down the stretch because they stopped utilizing him and they tried to get too fancy and do other shit. They yeah. didn't have a run game. We've talked about we talked about that all well, and last their season. offensive line has been a mess for the entire Josh right. Allen. So existence. why your your best option is Stefan is Josh Allen running the football or throwing to Stefan Dix? Like why aren't you doing those two things almost every single play? Works for the Chiefs. They're like, oh, Travis Kelsey is open again or somewhat open. I'm going to throw the ball to him, even if he's not open. I'm going to throw the ball to him. He's a yeah. superstar stud. He's going to catch the football. Well, how many Chiefs games did we talk about last year where it was literally like this stat line was like Mahomes completed 17 passes, 13 of them went to Travis Kelsey, and then like the other, what, six were spread out to like three other guys, and it was just like they won those games. And then how many stat lines did we read from bill's games last year where it was like josh allen had an okay day passing but he was the bill's leading rusher in both attempts and yards it wasn't even like it wasn't even close they've never had a running game with this buffalo team even kansas city has plugged guys in who have had great seasons but buffalo it's like and i i don't even think those those kansas city I don't even think those Kansas City running backs were amazing, but yeah. you're, they they're so expecting they're they're expecting Mahomes to throw the football that you know it, it's that you can't have a great running game without a good passing game. You can't have a good passing game without a good running game. You, know, you have to be yeah. a complete team. 
And well, I think and they're then, lacking in that. Yeah. And then like you're saying with the Bills, it's like their defense is great. They're getting Von Miller back. And then it's like their offense is Stefan Diggs. They drafted the tight end. So their passing attack by all standards, they got Gabe Davis, who is a good number two. By all metrics, they should be a great football team. But then it becomes like all this off-season bullshit. What happens with Diggs during the season? And then can Josh Allen get back to what he was? And even last one, year, he was still one would good, say they're 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 digging for content. I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you're going you're going segue happy. Uh, but. Last question on this, and then we can move on. And this will be a good segue. Who, if you had to put money on it, Casino, who is a bigger threat to the Chiefs repeating in the AFC right now at this moment, Bills or Bengals? Bengals, because that's the segue. Yeah. That is the segue. But we will uh, Sorry for yelling, everybody. Dive. <laughs> we will dive more deeply and fully and nudely into the NFL uh, in about a month when we start breaking down division by division, conference by conference, and really deep diving into it. And also, Casino, we are only two months away from the one-year anniversary of us starting this podcast. That's fucking crazy. We started this podcast last year in September. It's almost been a year. That's fucking crazy. What are we going to do? Something special? Uh, first fully nude episode. First. <laughs> so oh, we're at the no no we're save at the it. we're at save the partially. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, there was a side note. There was this guy yesterday who came into my work when I was uh at the bar. He asked me where the bathroom was, wearing a button shirt. I'm not even joking. Let's say there is six buttons. He had. All the buttons down to except the last one he had. And it was just fully down right here in the middle. But it was like a tight shirt, obviously, because if you're going to unbutton it, you're going to be a guy who's wearing a too tight button shirt. So he had of the five buttons, he had it all the way down and then just like the two bottom buttons. And it was like, what again, I worked so at how, how much, how much, how much hair doing? did he have? How much hair was popped out? completely hairless oh wow hairless Uh, he was what is it he was a good looking guy i'll give so body shots off of him what we're saying prime candidate no i'm like yes so prime candidate got it all right (laughs) but again it's like apparently i we hung out a little too late i should have came by earlier (laughs) that's why i was drunk when you saw me and oh uh, and my shirt was unbuttoned at 3 a.m in the morning but speaking of the Bengals casino, <laughs> what a segue. <laughs> this Shocker. was uh Corey. This is just be a little fun story here. Corey yeah, Dillon upset that he is not in the Bengals ring of honor. He said it's damn near criminal. Should he be in the ring of honor? I mean, he's had a lot of good seasons. He's broke a lot of records for them. I, I think so. I mean, I don't like this crying, calling out, you know, I should be this, I should be this. Because he lost, he loses me when he says I should be a Hall of Fame guy. Um, 
uh, you could argue yes or no on that, sure. But to be recognized as a Bengals top guy, sure. Like he's has the numbers for the Bengals to and the records for the Bengals to be in their ring of honor, in my opinion. I I don't know. It's especially where it becomes the NFL has never has never valued running backs less than they currently do right now. So it also feels weird to honor a guy whose stats are more inflated now just because the position has fallen off so much. Not in terms of talent, I just mean, in terms of how had, teams use him. But it, come on, man. In his career, he had over 8,000 yards. Um, six straight seasons with 1,100 yards rushing. Uh, he had 82 touchdowns. Like, I mean... He was a he was a Super Bowl champion with the Patriots, and he thinks that he should be like in the Patriots Ring of Honor or whatever. There, no, no, <laughs> I don't agree with that. But I mean, he did a lot for the Bengals, um, and I do agree with him when he talks about it's a popularity contest because it was it's a fan vote over for for that Ring of Honor. It's a fan vote over um, the actual organization at least that's what i'm reading and that's what it that's what it says about that um which i could i could see why you'd be upset um i and he's saying and i think this is the big reason is he has off the field issues um where that might hurt his popularity um being a fan fan based uh a fan vote based award thing so i don't know I just, I just think, think it's, I think it's funny that like I really like yeah he was like man you could quote me fucking word uh for word and you know print it because nobody gets this shit I want exactly how I told you no spins no nothing like I do like that though like he's just like straight like I want to I want this now so on the all-time NFL leading rusher list at the moment he is number 20 and like I was saying with how the running back position has fallen off. He'll probably be number 20 on there for a good long while, right? Because we don't have running backs having these long careers anymore. And even like the really great running backs we have up today, like a Saquon Barkley are definitely outliers to how the game is played now, where it's pass to set up the run or it's pass to set up more pass. So him being number 20 on the list is shocking to me. I did not know he was that high on the list, but also around him are guys where I would be like, they're not, I wouldn't put them in the ring of honor of the teams they have, or they were on either. So it'd be like, the funny one is right below Corey Dillon is OJ Simpson. So I don't think the Bills anytime soon are going to put OJ Simpson in the ring of honor. And if they did, I don't think people would be happy about it, <laughs> but that's fair. <laughs> and then, um, the- so hey, quick, quick sign. You did say Saquon Barkley. It just, I want your opinion on this. Uh, they were debating it on the on on the radio. If he doesn't sign, do you think that the Giants are done? I think the Gi- I don't think the Giants are going to be good next year, regardless. So, but especially if they don't have Saquon Barkley, then you're just putting all your hopes and dreams on the arm of Daniel Jones. Yeah. I, and that, then, I was in the, I was in the same agreement. It's like it's I think even with him 
Last year was an anomaly. I'm still, yeah. I, I'm going to do the whole thing where I'm going to probably pick them last again. Not, I won't pick them last, but I would. I mean, I think they're. Do you think they're in more? Do you think there's a higher chance of contention for them to win that division or to be or to finish last that division? Oh, finish. I last. think it, it's got to be last, right? Like oh, I yeah. think the Commanders have a better shot of being They've better. Gotten than better. The They've gotten better. The Eagles are great. And then, I mean, Dallas is Dallas. They figure out you their can, quarterback situation. Yeah. Dallas, you can pencil them in minimum as a nine, 10 win team. Yeah. They're, like they're, they're going to be, they're going to be second in the division or they're a win away from the top. Yeah. And it might be a flip thing. And whether that's Washington or that's um, the Eagles, you know, who's to say. But yeah, no, that was just one I thought about. Um, so I don't really have too much. Oh, you you want to talk about the whole Andy Reid, Belichick thing, right? I mean, we don't really have to uh, dive into that, but it was just a, much like you just said, it was a conversation on sports talk media channels because Michael Vick came out and was like, I think the conversation oh, of Vicky Andy Reid... Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. I think the conversation of Andy Reid as the greatest co- head coach ever is one that can be had is basically that wasn't a direct quote, but basically what he said. So as a person who has the greatest all time coach on as the coach of their team, do you think it is a competition between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick? No. Not yet. Not yet. If, if again, this kind of goes the same thing with Mahomes Brady thing. If you, if Mahomes can break all of Brady's records or at least over half, and he has almost the amount of same Super Bowls, like say if he gets to five or, you know, six and he doesn't even catch the seven, but he's round there. And it's Andy Reid and Mahomes and they just keep dominating and they dominate, 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 dominate. Then you can argue that. Then you can argue that he's a, he's a great coach. I mean, but you still have to do the time. You still have. I mean, Belichick is seventy one years old. Yeah, Belichick is seventy one years old, and I mean, said that I know that off the top of my head, but whatever. Uh, Belichick is seventy one years old, and there's no stopping. He's only like I, I think it's thirty eight wins. I think it's thirty eight wins away from the most wins in the regular season in NFL history. Like yeah, he is that yeah. close. He's literally I think it's 38. I think it's, it's he's 16 wins away. No, so, it's less than that. Or, or no, it's more so. than that. I think it's 38. I don't think it's that many. I've, well, I I yeah. thought people who could say he could get it within two years. Here, keep talking. No, I thought it was four years where you had to win at like 10 games in each year. So would he stick around longer? But regardless, uh, it, like, continue. Uh, so the record is three twenty eight. He has two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. Oh, so you're right. He is thirty. I thought it was much less than that. But yeah, no. thirty games. So he wins ten games the next three seasons. He gets it. Yeah. But, so yeah, I think so. Thirty one has to do it. There it is. Yeah, thirty one gets him over the edge. Something like that. He's close. Regardless, he's close. And I don't see him retiring anytime soon. Um, there's 
people are saying, you know, are would the crafts ever fire him if he doesn't get to the playoffs again this year? No, because your your team kind of went everywhere after Brady left and you know, you're only relevant because, you know, your defense is was still good. Um you you don't have a franchise quarterback. You know, you were able to make the playoffs one of the three years. Or no, did they make the playoffs? No, I don't think they've made the playoffs. No. Yeah, I don't Remember they, they were like one win away from yeah. making so, it. I mean, but but they've been that every year and in a pretty good AFC, AFC like side of football. I, I think that's great that they're competing with still trying to figure out a quarterback situation. So, I mean, the fact that Belichick has them almost in the playoffs with only a defense and no offense, like, that's impressive. To me, that's impressive. So here is the argument that can't be made that Andy Reid is a better quarter or is a better coach than Bill Belichick. Better offensive coach, not defensive. Well, I think that – I think there's also the distinction of – uh Andy Reid being the best offensive coach ever and Bill Belichick being the best defensive coach ever but in terms of just overall coaching uh I saw this one because I knew we were going to talk about this I saw this stat on Twitter it was in 10 coaching seasons where Bill Belichick has been a head coach without Brady he has a 79 and 88 record Seven of those seasons, he was below 500 and he made it to the playoffs twice, did not make it to a champion or a conference championship game in any of those seasons. Andy Reid, without Mahomes, was uh, a coach for 19 seasons, had a 183 and 120 record with one tie, had a uh, had 13 playoff appearances five conference championship game appearances and only went below 300 three of those years. Okay. So no, the- I'm not, he's, he's fantastic. I'm not knocking that at all. Um, I, I would like to know what their quarterback situation was. Well, it was um, Donovan for- McNabb. It was Michael Vick. It was okay. Jeff Garcia. It okay. was Alex Smith. Like okay, it so wasn't, you, so you know that you- it was good quarterbacks, but not hall of fame guys. Okay, so what have the Patriots been running the last three seasons? Uh, Money Mac. Money Mac, rookies, Mac Jones. They're, they're rookies and a washed-up Cam Newton. Like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, but they had – but Andy Reid had rookie Donovan McNabb and rookie Nick Foles and, uh, you know, obviously he had rookie Mahomes and all that kind of stuff. My question is, is I'm when defensive, this defensive, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> when this debate yeah. uh, becomes is the is the only thing to make this debate closer Super Bowl wins because Andy Reid at the yeah. moment has two. So if Andy Reid ties Bill Belichick with Super Bowls, then can you say Reid is a better coach than Belichick because not only did he did it do it with different I would players, en- I would entertain the argument. There you go. Okay. Now let's say he wins two more and he retires with four while Bill Belichick still has six. I would entertain the argument. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Belichick has more than six. Well, six as a head coach. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, because I think then he had one with the Browns. 
not with the Browns, with the uh, the Giants. Giants, thank you. He had yeah, two with the Giants, and then thank you. but then I think Andy Reid has one with the Packers when he was like their offensive or quarterback coach. So it becomes we can discuss that on another as a day. head coach. I, as you know, I like Reid. You know, I like Reid. You know, I like Andy Reid. I, I do, do too. I do. I do. I, do. I wish the right. Eagles would never have gotten rid of him, but then again, I don't know if they would have won a Super Bowl with him. So who fucking knows? But uh, <laughs> we got to get out of here, Casino. Uh, do you have anything else you want to oh. talk about before we do? Just a quick baseball spot. Um, um, uh, Ellie De La Cruz, uh, baseball player for the Reds. He's been on an absolute terror lately. It was really funny. Um, I really want you to look up the video. Because uh, I, you didn't know about it before the podcast. Um, I, just, I told you that was something I might want to talk about. But uh, the umps go over to check his bat, like the butt of his back, to make sure that it wasn't like a corked bat and make sure it was a legal bat for him to use. Um, <laughs> and because he's been playing so well, so they thought that, you know, maybe his bat. It was somebody on the other team thought that he was using a bad bat. And... So the umps go and check and whatnot, and it was good. It was fine. And then he hits a 450-yard bomb with that bat. And then as he's getting ready to run to the uh, first base, he turns over to that dugout on the ref and just, like, starts pointing at the butt of his bat. <laughs> like, and I, I loved it. I love every second of it. Because, I mean, he's got a little bit of attitude, and I'm, I, I like that. But in that moment, I think every single baseball player would have been justified to like knowing that they're not using a, a spiked bat and uh, or cork bat that 100% you you are like shut the fuck up I just hit a 450 yard bomb absolute bomb yeah you know shut up go away I thought it was great <laughs> and he's getting in trouble for it and the the Reds manager was like you know well, I don't really wish that he did that you know we're not we don't really want to be that kind of team so I didn't really like it but it's like, dude, come on. You know, in your heart, you're like, that was good. That was good. I'll tell you what. Like, uh, you're trying to stay face on it, but you, that was good. <laughs> I've already done this rant about how I always try to watch baseball games. And then every game that is on television is fucking blacked out for whatever God knows fucking reason. So MLB has hands down the worst TV contracts in all of sports. I can't watch a game literally that's on TV to save my fucking life. Everything is fucking blacked out. But I will say the National League having the Braves leading the East, the Reds leading the Central, and the Diamondbacks leading the West. That's interesting. Well, the Braves have the that's Braves have been good for the, the Braves have been good for the last like six, seven years. Um, they've been relevant and they actually, you know, they they've won one like they're 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 good. Um, yeah. but the, the one that is like, everybody's like, wait, what is the diamondbacks? <laughs> yeah, dude. And they're, they're good too. The Reds, the Reds have, the Reds like have had like a slow, them. the Reds have like had a slow incline of getting better, but like the diamondbacks were just like, Hey, <laughs> we're good now. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the team I root for the Phillies and angels, the Phillies, whatever the angels, everybody is fucking hurt. So that was a fun month Excuse. where they were good and entertaining uh, to watch. And now yeah. everybody who's usually hurt is hurt again. So <sighs> fun stuff. Yeah, it looks like time to wrap it up because I do got to go get some blood work done. My just annual blood work with the my my primary. 
just to yeah. make sure that I'm good and you know my cholesterol isn't too high because I like my my cheeseburgers. Um, <laughs> he he's laying down currently in in my guest room, but he doesn't want to be on the show. Our friend, I know, Hawk and I wasn't here. recording earlier when he was on the show. Oh, we so. should have had it, yeah. Hawk is in town. Uh, I've asked him. I've asked him like ten before. times. I keep mess like looking over at him, and he was like, "No, I don't want to be on it. I don't want to be on it." So. <laughs> well, this has been the only sports podcast. I, I think it's will... much better episode than last week. That's We're true. back. We're back. We're back, baby. We're I mean, back. we weren't. We weren't like really far ahead in general, but. We're, no. we're back to where we were. And you know what? July, we're just taking it easy. But then when it gets to August, the ramp up to our one year of doing this casino, I mean, this shit's going to be popping off the chain. I, th- I think like I think in one of the next few episodes, like we touch on sports for like a half hour and then we, uh, you know, I, I brought that up and, and, and he BJ liked this idea and I think we should do it. We should start talking about like some of our favorite sports moments and how we reacted. I think that would be a good a good show. Um, let you know us know. What? Let us know what you would like us to discuss about, and you know, write in the comments. I keep asking everybody to write in the comments, and you're not Thomas. I know you're listening and watching <laughs> this. You said that you're going to comment, and you don't. You Fucker. know what? I do think would be a good topic for next episode that we can end the show on. Your top five favorite sports movies. Top five favorite sports movies. See, we need to have more segments like that. I like that. I like that. See, that's how we make up for Sea Biscuit five times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think the world's ready for five Sea Biscuits. All right. (laughs) This has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, Yeah. We'll see you next episode. Adios. Go watch Sea Biscuit.